Hey family, this is Reginald Martin, founder of Comedic Centered Living. Did you know that there is evidence mounting that there is a common link between those that suffer from diseases like lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease, and type 1 diabetes? These are only a few of over 60 diseases classified as autoimmune diseases. In his book, The Myth of Normal, Trauma, Healing, and Illness in a Toxic Culture, Dr. Gabor Mate begins to connect the dots between science and spirituality when it comes to a mind-body connection to illness and addictions. Here's his explanation of what autoimmune disease is and what it does to the body. Autoimmune disease are conditions where the immune system turns against the self so, um, and starts destroying. The immune system, which is meant to protect us, turns against us and starts destroying our bodies. I want to address some of the ideas in his book in a context that you probably never heard before. The research by Dr. Mate and others will have validity and life-changing implications for those that pay attention to his message. Because of Dr. Mate's research, you can now connect negative religious programming that is literally toxic to the body. Allow me to explain. I listed some of the most common autoimmune diseases above, but there are over 60 and counting. Conventional medicine can classify them because of what the diseases do to the body. As Dr. Mate explained, the immune system attacks the host body. But conventional medicine will tell you that the cause is unknown. However, there is a mounting and overwhelming evidence from doctors outside the conventional establishment that have definitely connected certain personality traits to these diseases and specifically how they cope with childhood trauma over their lifetime. In his book, Dr. Gabor Mate talks in detail about his research that exposes the idea that what we call normal in society oftentimes is not natural and is making us sick. He's linked coping mechanisms, personality traits, and childhood trauma that leads to chronic adult diseases like autoimmune disease, depression, and malignancy. Here he's speaking on the idea and connecting it to ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease to his coping mechanisms living in the household with an alcoholic father. There is a predictable personality trait of people with ALS that I was like, what? Well, so um, first of all, there's nothing genetic about ALS. Nobody's ever shown, I mean, there might be some rare examples of ALS genetically induced, but those would be a tiny, infinitely small minority. So genes don't have much to do with most chronic illnesses. There are some illnesses that are genetic. There's the one that runs in my family. My mother and my aunt had it, muscular dystrophy. Gradually, they became weaker and weaker. Already when I was a child, my mother couldn't lift her arm up. And uh, in the end, she was not mobile at all. And so if you get that gene, you're gonna get the disease. But those diseases are very, very rare, about one in 10,000. Most chronic illnesses have very little or no genetic basis to it. So, for example, there's a breast cancer gene, but out of 100 women with breast cancer, only seven will have the gene. And out of 100 women with the gene, not all of them will get the cancer. So, in many cases, even if these genes are implicated, it's the, inf it's the interaction of genes and environment. Now, in ALS, it's the, you know, the, the ALS personality, which I noticed in palliative care when I was a palliative care physician, also in the literature, 
or people that repress their healthy anger are emotionally very rigid and they don't ask for help from anybody. Um, and usually that's based on childhood trauma. And uh, Lou Gehrig was like that. The Can you define trauma? In you, you go to very careful lengths in the yeah. book to make sure that people understand trauma yeah. isn't always getting hit with a bat or... Yeah. Uh, being sexually abused, like there's a range that can be wildly impactful. Well, let's take uh, Lou Gehrig, after whom the, name, the, the disease is named in North America. His father was an alcoholic, and Lou Gehrig uh, was one of these really nice guys that took care of his mother emotionally. He had to. That's what happens in the home of an alcoholic. Very often the child becomes the caregiver. Now, he was such a nice guy, that, you know, his, the, 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 the record that he set for uh, consecutive games played that stood for so many, many, many decades. Why did he set that record? Because even if he was sick, he would play. Because he's too dutiful to his teammates to take himself out of a game. Mm. Is that a healthy thing or not? It's not healthy. On the other hand... Hey, family. Reginald Martin here. Are you feeling stuck in life? Struggling mentally to find direction and purpose after questioning your Christian beliefs? It's time for a breakthrough. Introducing Unapologetically You, a three-month program for overcoming negative religious programming and living authentically. This is a one-of-a-kind life-changing coaching program tailored for those on the journey of breaking away from Christianity. My unique skills knowledge base, and personalized guidance help you to unlearn the negative programming, reform your shattered beliefs, prioritize your own needs without feeling guilty or selfish, and unlock your potential to live life on your terms and you can discover your true purpose. You can transform your life, throw off those mental shackles, and reach your true potential with Unapologetically You a three-month program for overcoming negative religious programming and living authentically. Ready to take that first step? Click the link in the video description to access my exclusive free video packed with valuable insights to jumpstart your journey. Visit workwithreginaldmartin.com and begin the journey to living life on your terms. Back to the video. When there was a young rookie on the, on the Yankees who got sick and he couldn't play, and the manager was very upset with this kid. Gary says, what are you talking about? He's sick, he can't play. Took the rookie to his own home, where he lived with his mother. His mother put the kid to bed, the rookie, nursed him, and Lou Gehrig slept on the couch. So that kind of self-sacrificing, self-negating, emotionally repressed, really nice person is the person which is typical of the ALS personality, and there's been a whole lot of studies on that that show that you know, these are the people that get ALS. It's just that the doctors don't make the link between that personality pattern and the ALS. They so just basically think, swallowing your anger. Swallowing your healthy anger. Direct, yeah, sorry. Swallowing your healthy yeah, anger yeah. is directly causative it, to ALS? I think it's a major contributor. You never see it. You never see it. In, you never see the healthy anger in anybody with ALS. And you always see this hyper-conscientious, hyper-autonomous self-sufficiency that, no, I don't need any help. Mm. Now, and when you talk to neurologists, which has been done in studies, 
they always describe their patients as extraordinarily nice. A-list patients, extraordinarily nice. Why are they so nice? Because they, re they repress their healthy aggression. It's just that the neurologists don't make the link between that and the disease. I'm saying that that plays a major role because that repression of emotions, again, the emotions are not separable from our physiology. The nervous system and the immune system and hormonal apparatus and the gut and the heart, they're all one system. When something happens in one area, something happens in the other area as well. Look, the analogy in the book is this. Think of a person with a big beach ball, trying to push a beach ball under the water. That takes a lot of effort. Now, have you ever been angry? Of course. Okay. Now, when you're angry, it's not just an emotional state in your head. It's a your whole body is... Mm. Now, how much energy would it take to suppress that energy, to suppress that anger? Can you imagine? So yes. that you don't even feel it? But not feeling your anger was an adaptation to your childhood, where the anger wasn't permitted. So th that emotional, physiological effort of repressing anger takes a toll on the nervous system and on the immune system. It's a major role in disease. I'm saying, yeah, it pays a major contribution. Based on his research and briefly mentioned in the video, here are four of the most prevalent personality traits identified with autoimmune disease. Number one, super conscientiousness or will put performing one's duties above their own needs. In other words, they can't say no. Number two, they have hyper autonomous self-sufficiency. That's the medical term. It simply means they don't know how to ask for help. Number three, they chronically put the emotional needs of others above their own. And number four, they tend to suppress their anger. According to Dr. Mate and his research, 80% of those with autoimmune diseases are women. But the truth is, all of us suffer from some type of childhood trauma. Dr. Mate defines trauma not as the event but as our reaction to the event and how we cope with it from childhood into adulthood. Let's define trauma. You have this idea of the, the capital T trauma and the yeah. lowercase t trauma. Um, and perhaps your definition differs from what people might conventionally think about when they think about trauma. It's true. The average person, when they think about trauma, they think of horrible events like a war, um, like extreme abuse, physical, sexual, emotional abuse, catastrophes, people dying and so on. And, you know, those are traumatic. But trauma is not the events. Trauma comes from the Greek word for wounding. So trauma is a wound that you sustain. And you can be wounded without catastrophic events. So the, those those traumas, the, the big... Uh, noticeable, terrible events that happen to you. They're called, we, we can call big T trauma. Mm -hmm. But you can also wound people, not only by hurting them badly, but simply by not meeting their needs. And in this society, a lot of children grow up with their, their essential human needs being met. So that's what I call small T trauma, where people aren't doing bad things to you necessarily, but the good things that should be happening are not happening.
Mm-hmm. So you can hurt people by hitting, hitting them. You can also hurt people by not giving them water. So not needing their needs. Mm-hmm. In that sense, we have certain emotional needs as human beings, as evolved human beings, that this society not only fails to meet, but actually tramples on very deliberately and very chronically. So a lot of children get traumatized, not just by what happens to them, but why doesn't but by what doesn't happen to them that should have happened. In other words, it's our belief about what happened to us and how we deal with it over the years that end up being the mechanism that triggers the illnesses. Now, I want to make clear, this is not meant to blame parents or our childhood. From a comedic paradigm, we all choose our life, the players, and the circumstances as the props for the theme of our life that we wanted to learn and grow from. From the comedic spiritual science paradigm, there are no victims. We are all gods and goddesses in training here to develop our inner mind game so that life becomes the reflection of what we desire for our lives. In the case of illnesses like autoimmune disease, cancer, or any type of malignancy, they offer the possibility of a wake-up call for those that are willing to embrace their god-goddess power. I'll let Dr. Mate explain this idea a little more in depth about what he means by the wake-up call. Talk a little bit about this, this idea of, of disease as teacher. Yeah, so I've worked in all areas of medicine from delivering babies to palliative care, looking after terminally ill people. So I've seen a lot of disease as a physician. What's surprising to me is that some people who should resent their illness, we all would naturally, nobody wants to get sick. They found that the teacher actually be, sorry, that the disease is actually a teacher to them because the disease pointed out to them how they were not living a life that was authentic, how they were living a life of self-suppression. An example is a very well-known one. Anita Morjani wrote a book called um, Dying to Be Me. She was literally on the verge of death she, and she was terminally ill. She wasn't going to live. Mm. And then she had this near-death experience. And she finds out that all her life she had not been herself. That's why the title, Dying to Be Me. Mm. At the death's door, she realizes that she needs to be authentically herself. And she actually recovers. And so that the disease taught her to be herself. I give the example of the, the great dramatist and writer V, formerly right. known as Eve Ensler, who has stage four uterine cancer. She found her disease taught her essentially to be herself. I've met people even in terminal illness who are not gonna recover, who did not recover, who said, what I learned was so precious, I'm grateful for my disease. I've met people with addictions who said, I wouldn't wish this on anybody, but my God, did it teach me. Yeah, that idea, you know, the grateful alcoholic yeah, uh, yeah. notion. It's it's tricky though. I mean, this is a sensitive thing because to tell somebody or to announce that your disease is your teacher when someone is in grave suffering, it's it's sort of I, like, I, I you know, don't who did, how dare you, you know? I don't tell anybody <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. I don't tell anybody that. I just give examples of people who have found it that way. Mm-hmm. But. It's not for me to tell somebody else with their illness, you should be happy. This is a teacher for you. I wouldn't want anybody to tell me that for God's sakes. I'd be very angry if they did. So 
is not that we should tell people they should how they should feel, but it's the point that the possibility is inherent in terms of what an illness can offer people. If people choose to go that way, that's their call. If they don't choose to go that way, I totally understand it. This wake-up call concept is profound and falls right in line with the comedic principles about we are never victims. I think there is also compassion for others when he says he only shares knowledge and information but would never tell someone what they're going through is a wake-up call. I agree with him. Dr. Mate talks in terms of the myth of normal being the beliefs that are seen as normal in society, but in reality, create a mindset that is so toxic that it triggers many of our illnesses. It's a big book in terms of what it's taking on. So I want to start at the beginning. Explain to people, when you say the myth of normal, what do you mean? And then after that, we'll get into what a toxic culture is. I mean, a number two things. We have this idea what, that what is normal is also healthy and natural. And I'm saying that in this culture, the norm is neither healthy nor is it natural. In fact, the norm, I think, is making us sick, number one. Number two, we talk about illnesses and, uh, of body and mind as abnormalities. I'm saying that illness in this society, given the conditions, is a normal response to an abnormal circumstance. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by the myth of normal. I'm going to make a connection here that many will not like, but falls into Dr. Mate's definition. I want to make clear that he did not state this connection in his book or anywhere else that I'm aware of. It's my insight through my personal experience. So there is one more commonality not discussed that actually creates the mindset for autoimmune disease. It's religion and a set of beliefs that one should put others first before self, which is one of the four common personality traits mentioned before. It's a normalized belief, but in reality toxic to the believer. A prime example is the idea of a Proverbs 31 woman. Most Christians are familiar with the idea of a Proverbs 31 woman. If you're not, then know that chapter 31 of the book of Proverbs outlines the supposed Christian characteristics of the ideal Christian woman. It's quite common in Christian circles. I googled the question, what are the characteristics of a Proverbs 31 woman? The top website that comes up on Google is home family, is www.homefamilyfaith.com front slash Proverbs 31 woman. Now understand, that when a website comes up first on a query in Google, that it means that many people link to and find value in what it says. So this site is just not random in that sense. It carries much weight, literally and figuratively. This is what it says. A Proverbs 31 woman is often described as a woman of strength and virtue. A woman who is hardworking, disciplined, and takes care of her family. She also is someone who puts others first and always strives to do her best in all areas of her life. She is a woman of noble character. In the context of Dr. Monte and his book, The Myth of Normal, there is a whole culture and belief system that is seen as normal and forces women to live in a way that they must deny themselves by putting others first. There are times when these women are unable to be true to who they are. 
This toxic belief system is a major culprit to autoimmune disease, but also breast cancer and depression. Here's what Dr. Monte says about why the need, why there is a need. Here's what Dr. Monte says about why there is a need to be true to yourself. Is the directive to fit in? Like what is the core directive that causes this to become pathological? The core directive is twofold. One is we have to attach, we have to belong, we have to connect. But the other directive is that we have to do so while maintaining our own autonomy, our own authenticity. Auto means the self. So that means we have to be in touch with our gut feelings and our emotions and to be true to them. And so what we need is relationships in which we can be true to ourselves. That's the directive. But religion, by doctrine, directive, and dogma, forces women to live inauthentically. Let's take a look at the four personality traits of women who suffer from autoimmune disease in the context of how it's lived in our Christian religious culture. Because of their strong beliefs in duty, many of these women will sacrifice their need for self-care. They must comply with the directive the church has given in whatever capacity they are serving, be it an usher, in a ministry, or whatever. In far too many instances, they must sell out wholly and completely to the church. I know many Christians will hear this and immediately comment that this is not true because it doesn't happen in their church. If that's true, you cannot dismiss the experiences of millions of other women because of your supposed one exception. The exception does not prove the rule. These women cannot ask for help because they're serving God. Because they have a sense of duty, they will not stop and ask for help if they get overwhelmed. In this patriarchal system, most women, religious or not, are trained from an early age to cater to the needs of men, be they emotional, sexual, or just being wifey material and eye candy, all at the expected expense of themselves and their needs as a woman. I'm personally guilty of having had the belief and expectation of women caring for my emotional needs. When I recently became aware of it, I had to apologize to my significant other. I'll definitely work on that patriarchal socialization. I know I won't get it right the first time, but I realize how detrimental this patriarchal attitude has been to women. I won't continue to participate in it. And last, if a woman does not like her life as a wife and or mother, she has to suppress her resentment and anger so that she doesn't cause waves or be judged as a bad wife or mother. In other words, her silence becomes the price she pays with her autoimmune illness. Arthritis, yeah. one of the examples that you yeah. give, how is that an adaptive response? Well, the rheumatoid arthritis is not, a, not an adaptive response in itself. It's the outcome of an adaptive response. So when you talk to people, and I've interviewed many, or you look at the, the research literature on who gets rheumatoid arthritis, it's people who are super conscientious. Um, they have what's called um, hyper-autonomous self-sufficiency. In other words, they don't know how to ask for help. They look after the emotional needs of others rather than caring for their own. Caring for their own. They tend to suppress their healthy anger. And uh, they really try to fit in and not make waves. And these people, that's an adaptation. This is how they adapted to their childhood. Mm. 
They grew up in families where they were not accepted, seen for they were, they might have been traumatized. The adaptation was to make themselves, to suppress their authentic emotions and to try and fit in with other people's expectations and to meet other people's needs. That's the adaptation. But that adaptation puts tremendous stress on the person and that stress causes the illness. So I'm saying that the illness is the outcome of an adaptation. Again, Dr. Mate doesn't make the religious connection in his book. Diabetes, depression, hypertension, heart disease, and male violence against one another are all symptoms of an underlying toxic cultural belief system that can be summed up with one word, inauthentic. These diseases like depression, hypertension, and autoimmune diseases can be tracked back to the inability to live life authentically and be yourself in the moment. When you're tired and you feel like it would be wrong to say no, at that moment, you're inauthentic because the Bible says a good woman or man will put the church's needs above taking care of themselves. Your sacrifice is expected and oftentimes demanded. You end up giving up your authenticity to be accepted. As men that are supposed to be a protector and providers, we are trapped as well by the patriarchal system. For example, being out of a job and needing help makes you look at yourself in a way that says you're weak and incapable. On top of that, you can't admit to being depressed because that's not allowed. God is a great healer in Christianity. To be depressed implies your faith and belief in the power of God is in question. As a black man that has been marginalized and discriminated against, you must suppress the rage and anger because a righteous man cannot be angry. When you suffer from hypertension or high blood pressure, it means you're ready to explode from within. This of course goes for the black woman as well. In just these few scenarios for men and women, the common denominator is having to cope by living life inauthentically based on a system that tells you that you're inappropriate from the day you were born on this earth. In order to please God and others, you've had to give up being you. This religious life and beliefs make the essence of who you are physically unrecognizable to your own immune system to the point that it attacks the host, you, the body. Here's what Dr. Mate explains for the reason of autoimmune disease based on his research. Autoimmune disease are conditions where the immune system turns against itself. So, um, and starts destroying. The immune system, which is meant to protect us, turns against us and starts destroying our bodies. Now, examples are rheumatoid arthritis, scleroderma, lupus, chronic fatigue, multiple sclerosis, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, chronic psoriasis, autoimmune eczema, one could go on. This is rising in this society. And not only is it rising in a society, as the globalized economic system takes over more of the world, it's rising internationally. And it's rising particularly amongst women. Now, when I looked at the people who develop autoimmune disease, it's always related to stress and um, particularly people's coping styles. So people with autoimmune disease typically repress their emotions. They don't know how to be contact, in contact with their healthy anger, with their healthy anger. Um, 
they tend to... Hey, family. You've been struggling to cope with the aftermath of leaving your Christian faith behind. You're feeling lost and disconnected, unsure of what your purpose in life is. You fear being judged and ostracized by your family and friends or spouse for leaving your faith behind. Now you don't feel like you even know who you are or your purpose and feeling alone and disconnected. But now you've decided to take control of your life and thoughts. You want to overcome the negative mental programming you've experienced and heal from religious trauma syndrome. That's where the African Mind Rewire class comes in. Our expert guidance and support can help you leverage the power of your subconscious mind to overcome negative mental programming and find inner peace and happiness. You don't have to go through this alone. Join this cutting-edge class and understanding community of like-minded individuals and get the guidance and support you need to navigate your personal and spiritual growth journey. Click the link below in the video description to learn more. Now back to the video. Press their real selves to fit in with society and with their families. And essentially, when people don't experience their healthy anger, their anger doesn't go away. It gets suppressed, turns against themselves. Now, our emotional apparatus is very much connected to our immune system. In fact, they're part and parcel of the same system. When our emotions turns against us, our immune system can turn against us as well. Mm -hmm. In this society, because so many people are not allowed to be themselves, they have to kind of suppress who they are in order to survive and fit in, we're getting more and more autoimmune disease, hmm. is my view. Lots of evidence for that. Let that sink in for a moment as to what autoimmune disease does to the body. You have lived inauthentic for so long that your body does not recognize who you are at a cellular and energetic level and attacks you. But recognize that you probably mentally and verbally are attacking yourself as well with ideas of being unworthy, worthless, and a perfectionist mindset in which you can never measure up. Fear of failure and being overly judgmental towards yourself. Tearing yourself down is a mindset based on Christian core beliefs of being a born sinner and no good just by being human. These beliefs and the emotional connection to them are reflected in a physically adverse immune system reaction. You are chronically so mentally down on yourself that the immune system does not recognize the invasion of a chronic negative energy and therefore attacks the body at the most basic level of cells and energy. The Christian system of beliefs is so chronically toxic to you that you become ill. Dr. Mate and others have made a clear connection to your body of beliefs that can create illness. So in other words, there's a correlation between the emotional environment that we grew up in and our physiology. You're not at fault here because again, the toxicity is so normalized based on doctrines and beliefs tied to these doctrines. In the case of religion, the toxic characteristics or traits are promoted as a sign of spiritual maturity and a higher level of spirituality. In the case of Christianity, you can't even question these beliefs or your faith is in question, which puts you in peril of going to hell for eternity. 
Even in our traditional medical system, doctors who are traumatized as well treat patients with little to no knowledge of how trauma and stress affects the entire physical system. Here's what Dr. Mate says about this. But there's such a, a wide gap between that understanding and the practice of medicine or how we treat people. Oh in yeah, a clinical there's, setting. there's a huge, um, what we can call the science and practice gap. Right. So the problem is not with the science. The problem is that we don't put the science into practice. The average medical student does not get it. For example, I talk about trauma in this book and trauma has many implications. Trauma has been implicated in autoimmune disease, in cancer, in addictions, in every mental health condition in, in the book. But the average medical student does not receive a single lecture on trauma, which is mm. unbelievable, mm. but it's true. For the most part, there might be a few exceptions here and there, but generally not. Secondly, doctors are very traumatized people themselves. <laughs> Medical <laughs> training is highly traumatic. I talked mm -hmm. to many physicians who talked about the assault on their sensibilities by medical school. Biologically, medical students age faster than other people their age because of the stress they're under. So you got this traumatized population treating the larger traumatized population without any awareness of trauma. Mm. So it, Religion adds another layer to the science and practice gap. For example, if your doctor is a Christian, because of their beliefs in medical training, they do not make these connections. They have a built-in mental block. It would cause them to question their faith and possibly put them at odds with the medical profession when something unquantifiable like the mind and emotions are brought into a diagnosis. If your therapist is a Christian, they cannot connect toxic religious beliefs to your depression. They will even counsel you from their belief that all humans are born sinners and therefore flawed. Neither of these statements is meant to blame the medical profession. I know through personal experience that the vast majority of them are good and well-meaning people. My significant other is a medical doctor. My point here is to say that you have been locked into a systematic way of thinking that is normalized but toxic, and you didn't even have a chance to see it any other way. All of our afflictions, whether it's addiction, chronic physical illness, what we call mental illness, um, dysfunctions, um, they all um, have a template of childhood wounding and they, they're not separate biological events happening in discrete individuals, but they are representative of a process inside each of us that manifests a relationship to our environment. Most importantly, our early rearing environment, but also the culture that we live in. So that, to give it one example, um, it's an obvious example. If you look at the number of kids going diagnosed with say ADHD, the numbers are going up all the time. That can't be an individual thing. That mm -hmm. has to say something about the culture, the context. If you look at the rising incidence of autoimmune disease, the rising incidence of addictions, of mental health conditions. If you look at the fact that, say, black American women, the more experience of racism they have to endure, the greater the risk for asthma. It just tells us that it's not just about individual biology, it's about life in a culture. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to rewire your mind so that you can live life authentically and unapologetically on your terms without guilt or shame. 
This will in turn cause your body and mind to become congruent so that you no longer live conflicted and inauthentic. You can begin healing from the inside. But how do you begin to change beliefs that you have lived as if they are reality rather than a belief about reality? What do I mean by that statement? Here's an example. As Christians, we were taught that we are born sinful, unworthy, and basically worthless in the eyes of God the Father. But he still loves us anyway. Those Christian doctrines have framed our minds and created core belief systems to the point that they became our reality rather than a false belief about ourselves. Why else would we override our natural mechanism for self-care and self-preservation to the point that we don't have the ability to say no? Because a mass psychosis based on the false belief about being inherently flawed just by being born into this world in order to please our father in heaven. We kept going to the point of illness. It even impacts how we in humanity look at each other, automatically assuming the worst in each other because the assumption is that we are all naturally evil. You grew up in a home where your honest emotions are not accepted by your parents. Let's say your parents have read Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life, where he actually says that an angry child should be made to sit by themselves till they come back to normal. Or that parents should be able to hit their kids in order to get them to comply. Now, if a child experiences healthy and normal anger of a two-year-old, but the message he gets that if you're angry, you will not be accepted by us, in fact, you'll be excluded, you'll be given a time off, he won't even be with you until you come back to quote-unquote normal, then the child will adaptively repress their anger so as to maintain their relationship with their parents. So they give up their authenticity for the sake of the attachment. That giving up of the attachment suppresses not just the emotions, but because the emotions are physiologically connected to the immune system. In fact, they're part and parcel of the same apparatus. When you suppress your emotions, you're suppressing your immune system as well. And now you're asking, why are we seeing a rise of autoimmune disease in this society, which we are, and as globalization spreads, we're seeing more autoimmune disease around the world, is because people are more and more having to suppress themselves to fit in with the false expectations of a society. So that's the link. That negative core belief system is showing up in society as physical and mental illness. Studies show that disease is increasing. The truth is, not many will talk about this connection to this fantastic work by Dr. Mate because it will feel like an attack to believers. This is not meant to be an attack, only to take a look at the obvious that many will dismiss because we've been trained by religion to see ourselves as the problem. It's to a sound an alarm. Because of an inherent wickedness, we've been made to believe in demonic possession and a devil that has more power over us than the Father in heaven. A Father that will not protect us from this evil, but will punish us by sending us to eternal torment with no chance for redemption. The father won't punish the evil demons and the devil, but will punish us instead, his children. As Christians, we, those of us who grew up as Christians, we are and were traumatized children. 
Based on the fantastic work of Dr. Mate, we can now put a face on the illnesses that end up being turned on ourselves and have no cause except our failings as human beings based on a core belief from our religious upbringing. The personality trait of wanting to be loved and accepted by the parent or heavenly father shows up as an illness. There's a connection between this mind and body, these feelings. How do you unravel these beliefs and begin to heal? The fact is that Christian doctrines originated from ancient comedic spiritual science. However, Christianity twisted the original concepts in order to create the religious doctrines. For example, the idea of the fall of man was originally an idea from Egypt that Christianity changed into the doctrine of original sin. I touch on this idea in a number of my videos on my channel, but within the comedic Egyptian paradigm, the fall was about the universal idea of a soul incarnating as a divine spark of God into human form. Unlike the toxic idea it became in Christianity, the fall was originally a positive philosophical concept. There are many, many Christian doctrines like the erroneous idea of the fall of man that can be fact-checked through ancient comedic science and spirituality. Again, I've researched them for you here at Comedic Senate Living. It's important to note here that even though the Christian religion was created from comedic spirituality, the ancient African spiritual system was in no way a religion. It was a philosophical and metaphysical or spiritual system that encompassed all of nature, the seen and unseen, that includes mankind holistically as a mind, body, and soul unit. I have a course called the African Mind Rewire that is uniquely positioned to help anyone struggling with a dogmatic belief system and transition from religion to spirituality. You can get more information about it at www africanmindrewire.com. The link is in the video description. I also have a coaching program uniquely designed for those that are transitioning from Christianity. You can go to workwithreginaldmartin.com and get access to a powerful video teaching that will help you along your journey. Again, the link is in the video description. According to Dr. Mate, Illness is caused by a process that was first in the mind that manifested physically. I cannot and will not make medical claims here, but I do know that what I teach does cause a major shift in mindset that will empower you in all aspects of your life. In order to begin healing, you must go through a reversal process that starts with your mind and rewiring your core beliefs. Part of overcoming religious beliefs that are intimately connected to your biology, you have to unlearn the old dogma that framed your whole way of thinking about life and your life. From a comedic paradigm, life is the mirror of your inner expression. You are the soul in chemical clothes. This knowledge by Dr. Mate is showing you the scientific connection to these spiritual concepts. At Comedic Center Living, I've spent years researching the origin of Christian doctrines that have created limiting beliefs and in many cases mental illness in the form of psychosis. Now there is a mounting evidence in the form of scientific studies that show the link between chronic illness and the mind. 
What I'll do for you better than anybody in the world is help you simultaneously unlearn the old religious frame of beliefs and teach you what the original teachings were supposed to be so that you don't feel like you were dropped off a psychological cliff. Let comedic-centered living and the African Mind Rewire be a part of your healing journey. If you enjoyed this video, please subscribe, like, and share with anyone that will be consciously elevated and vibrationally uplifted by it. You can also become a member and help support the channel so that I can create more content like this. You can click on the link in the video description below. Thank you for watching.